During Pride Month, Good Morning America features Leah Thomas talking about why it's so empowering for a dude to beat the living hell out of the ladies in a swimming competition. Joe Biden is puzzled by his low approval ratings and all the other things as well. And BTS visits the White House. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my listeners have already secured their network data. Join them at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, Joe Biden does not have a handle on inflation. He does not have a handle on your costs, but you should have a handle on your costs. One way to do that is to make sure you're not paying too much for your cell phone coverage, which is why I recommend that you check out Pure Talk today. The new numbers are in. You will not believe this because Pure Talk is saving families even more money than we previously thought. Listen to this. If you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, your family could be saving over nine hundred dollars a year. That is a lot of money. With Pure Talk, you're not going to have to compromise. You don't have to compromise coverage with America's most reliable 5G network. You don't compromise on price. You can choose the plan and price that is correct for you. And you don't have to compromise on values because you're not supporting a corporation that is woke and trying to cram its values down your throat. Instead, you're supporting a company whose customer service is right here in the United States and whose CEO served our country. I made the switch. I think you should too. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data, 30 bucks a month. Or you can get unlimited data with a hotspot and still save a fortune over the competitor. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter your promo code Shapiro. Save 50% off your very first month of coverage. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. It is really easy. I've done it myself. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Shapiro to get started. Well, as I have been notified by my phone, because it is just an automatic alert that Apple now sends out. And as I've been notified by everyone in the media, and everyone in the Democratic Party, and everyone in the culture. Today is, of course, one of the most important days in the American calendar. It is the first day of LGBTQIA plus minus divided by sign, carrot, tilde, dollar sign, pound sign, hashtag, Pride Month. The ever-expanding rubric, the ever-expanding acronym, it's, it's, it's going to be all, all this month. I mean, because you never see gay people. In America. You never do. It's amazing. We never talk about these issues. They never break into the front pages. They're never of public relevance. Only during Pride Month do we finally allow people to be who they are. And so we require an entire month in which to celebrate the fact that people of various sexual identities exist in the United States. It's not that that's on pretty much every TV show and all over your TV screen and all over your computer and all over pretty much every outlet of media. None of that. No, this is the month. And it is the most important month in the American calendar. I mean, no question about it. It used to be the Black Pride Month was really important. The Black History Month, rather. It was very, very important. And fine. It, it used to be that Mother's Day and Father's Day were really important. And the, the, this blows them out of the water. I mean, this is this. it's so important. How important is LGBTQIA plus minus divided by a sign? ZMB open command option. Month. How important is it? It's so important that we have put up a giant pride flag at the embassy in the Holy See because to- this is what tolerance requires. Tolerance requires that you exhibit your anti-Catholic bigotry by taking a flag that symbolizes a grave sin in Catholic theology and putting it on your embassy in the Holy See, which is the Vatican. Now, make no mistake. There is no way the Biden administration, Biden State Department would ever do anything remotely like this in an Islamic country. They just wouldn't. And they wouldn't because, number one, Islamic countries would react rather badly to this. And so they are relying on the tolerance of the Vatican to not get super angry about this and to basically ignore it. 
But it does demonstrate the anti-Catholic bigotry because, of course, the idea of doing this is to demonstrate that Catholic doctrine is just wrong. It's just wrong. And we are going to prove to you how wrong it is. And this is what a lot of LGBTQIA plus minus divided by a sign weird flag it, what month is about. What it's about is not really the idea that people should be able to live how they choose in the United States. Everyone has pretty much said okay on that. Right? Same-sex marriage has been legal in the United States since 2013. And But when I say legal, it, it was not illegal in the sense that you could go to a liberal church and get a same-sex marriage performed well before 2013 in the United States. Civil unions have been legalized across the country for a very long time. All it meant in 2013 is the federal government now said you could not have a state law that privileged traditional marriage above same-sex marriage and said the traditional marriage is the only standard of marriage in this state approved by the state. Right. So, that, But since 2013, right, so a decade, for a decade, same-sex marriage has been federally legal in the country to the exclusion of all state laws. For decades in this country, tolerance for lesbian, gay, bisexual Americans has been at all-time highs. For decades, for, for Increasingly, we now have an entire media and cultural infrastructure that suggests that if you're a man who believes you're a woman, you're not, in fact, a man who believes you're a woman. You're actually a woman. So the idea that, that this is required, it is requisite, but that really, it's a culture war point, obviously. And the White House is happy to fight this culture war because they believe that roles and rules and duties and the idea of identity itself really needs to be recapitulated. It's part of a broader philosophical rubric under which this administration works. So the White House put out a statement, and the statement says this. During lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex pride month, it keeps expanding, right? Queer and intersex. And the nice thing about the, the identifier queer is that apparently it used to be questioning. I think now they, they changed it to queer. The, the reason that they changed it is it now encompasses pretty much everybody. And there's been new polling data out showing a huge number of young Americans identify as queer, but are also just straight. So everybody's looking for status as a sexual minority so they can claim victimhood status in the United States of America and so that they're not part of the evil group of heterosexual cisgender humans in the United States, who, of course, are, are affected by bigotry and haven't found their inner authenticity. According to the White House, during LGBTQ plus I, that's not making fun of it, that's the actual acronym, Pride Month, we reflect on the progress we have made as a nation in the fight for justice, inclusion, and equality while reaffirming our commitment to do more to support LGBTQI plus rights at home and abroad. I will often say that America, this is from Joe Biden directly, I will often say that America can be defined by one word, possibilities. This month, we celebrate generations of LGBTQI plus people who have fought to make possibilities of our nation real for every American. Today, the rights of LGBTQI plus Americans are under relentless attack, right? Here's the cultural idea. The cultural idea is if we don't teach the left-wing view of sexual orientation and gender identity to small children, then this means that people who are lesbian and gay and bisexual in the United States are under vicious, brutal assault by the government of the United States or by citizens of the United States. An onslaught of dangerous anti-LGBTQI plus legislation has been introduced and passed in states across the country, targeting transgender children and their parents and interfering with their access to health care. Okay, what they mean by this is that if you are a state and you say that you should not be able to perform gender mutilating surgery on a minor, then this means that you are denying health care to transgender children. If you say that a five-year-old should not be able to socially transition at school without informing the parents, this is somehow really bad. If you don't teach a bunch of three-year-olds that they can pick their own gender, then this is discriminatory under the Biden White House's view of the world. This month, says, the, says Joe Biden, we remind the LGBTQI plus community they are loved and cherished. My administration sees you for who you are, deserving of dignity, respect, and support. Okay, so that line is really telling. My administration sees you 
for who you are. Now, typically, when you say to somebody, I see you for who you are, what you mean is there is some objectively verifiable behavior or characteristic that I do not need your input to apprehend. If, if I see a black person walking down the street, I don't need their input to tell me that they are black. I can look at them and see they are black by the color of their skin, right? This is one of the things about immutable identity characteristics, physically or even behavioral identity characteristics, like say that you're a gay person, right? That's not immediately visible on you from the outside. But if you are with, if you're a man and you're with your husband or your woman and you're with your wife, you can tell that somebody is gay, obviously. Okay, but this is not what Joe Biden is saying. He is saying that we see you for who you are and who you are is ever changing. Who you are is, in, is a bundle of identity characteristics that are subjective in their essence. And you can switch those, right? Those change they, they, depending on how you feel that day, what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your heart. This is the anarchic philosophy that lies, that lies behind the LGBTQ plus IA Pride Month rubric. Again, one of the things that's really fascinating about what's happened here is that this all started not with LGBTQI plus. I remember when it was just LGB, right? And when it was just lesbian, gay, bisexual. And then they added transgender. And once you do that, you have now fallen into a completely self-defeating argument. The truth is that LG and T are not remotely the same thing. In fact, the argument in favor of rights from government for LG people is very different than the case for T. And here's the rationale, okay? Because the, the, the idea for, for decades, because I was here when it happened, right? It's been happening over the course of my lifetime. I was born in 1984, and most of this happened during the 90s and 2000s. And the argument in favor of basically libertarianism with regard to LG people and their behavior, the argument was pretty simple. And the argument was that biological drives should not be regulated by society at large because these drives are inborn and innate, right? This is the Lady Gaga, we're born this way, right? We were born this way, so you shouldn't, you have nothing to say about that we're born this way. So this is why, according to the left, sexual orientation and sexual behavior is very much akin to the immutable biological characteristic of race. Now, from a religious perspective, that's not true, right? From, from a traditional religious free will perspective, that's not true because any orientation that you have may be immutable and unchanging and may be biological in, in, in root, but that does not mean that your behavior is immutable and unchanging because the basic root of all of Western philosophy is that you actually have the ability to change your own behavior despite your own desires and what you wish to do. And in fact, people do this all the time, right? We, people act in ways that run counter to their biological desires. But the case for LG B particularly was that if you have a desire that is immutable, it is unchanging and is going to be manifest in behavior. So society has nothing to say about it. So it is biological, biological drive that is inborn and innate, which is at least somewhat internally consistent. However, now transgenderism makes the opposite case, which is that no matter what you are biologically, no matter what is inborn and innate about you, biologically speaking, it is completely irrelevant. You are a free floating spirit in your own biology. And therefore, you can change your sex. You can move from being a man to a... There's nothing more innate or biological than your sex. It is innate and biological. It is written to, into literally every cell of your body, ironically, except for men, for, for some of their sperm cells, which have X chromosomes in them, right? But the, the basic notion that you can change your biology runs directly counter to the entire argument for LG. So it's very weird that LG and T have somehow been agglomerated under one sort of ideological flag. It doesn't make any sense. The arguments are completely polar opposite to one another. Homosexual orientation, for example, relies on a real distinction between men and women. If you're a man who prefers men, that assumes that the category man has a definition, and that definition is largely biological. When I say largely, I mean entirely biological. You don't see a lot of 
homosexual men who are attracted to biological women. Because there's a difference between men and women. Same thing for lesbian women. You don't see a lot of lesbian women who are like, that man right there is a woman and I'm very attracted to him. Right? That's not how that works. But transgender identity relies on the idea that these are all in flux. All these categories are in flux. The idea of pansexuality, that you are attracted to everything and anything and that it's ever changing and that you can change your sexual orientation at will, runs directly counter to the original argument on behalf of LG rights. So it's a very weird agglomeration. The only way that you can stick all of that together is to basically orient that around the idea that whatever I say I am, you must approve. And if you don't, you're a bigot. And there's no standard of biological reality that I can be held accountable to. And there, there's really no sort of objective understanding of words or biology or, or anything that we can share. Whatever I say I am, I am, and you need to leave me alone is the basic case that is being made by the Biden administration now and by the left more broadly. The only unifying feature of that is the idea that if there is any sort of societal role, that that is an imposition on you. That the authenticity that you feel on the inside, any societal role that exists that runs counter to that, any demand by reality that what you say be true is an imposition on you and your sense of authenticity, and thus it must be blown up. That is an unsustainable argument. It's also an argument that's made at a lot of America's major universities. One place you're not going to hear that argument is at GCU. It's one of the best investments you can make in yourself. That's why Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country. Located in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, GCU has not increased campus tuition since 2009. They've delivered over $310 million in scholarships to the online and campus students in 2021 alone. I visited GCU, by the way. It is a beautiful, beautiful campus. Great faculty, excellent student body. Grand Canyon University offers over 290 academic programs with over 250 of them online. So if you're looking to earn your degree online with supportive counselors and faculty from around the country, or you want to go to one of the top 20 best college campuses in America, it really is a spectacular place where you feel truly connected to a community Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer. See the kind of scholarships you can qualify for today. Too many educational institutions are dedicated to the woke stupidity that ruins young minds, not GCU. Check them out today. gcu.edu slash myoffer. See the kind of scholarships you qualify for. Again, I think one thing that you are going to see in the near future is that there will be separation inside the LGBTQ plus IA movement between LGB and T. I, I think that it's a bridge too far. They, they run completely counter arguments. Hey, the reason this is important is because if we are to share a body politic together, we need to have coherent arguments that we can make with one another. The argument over same-sex marriage was a coherent argument. I may have taken one side and people on the left may have taken another, but at least we were discussing basically the same thing. I may disagree with the premises, but at least the words had meaning. And you could argue over, over behavior versus orientation. You could argue over the difference between race and sexual orientation. You could argue over whether society actually had an interest in preserving traditional marriage versus same-sex marriage. What are the benefits and drawbacks of that societally? Or you can argue about all those things. Those are all reasonable conversations. It is not a reasonable conversation to suggest that men can be women, women can be men. Biology matters sometimes, but not others. Woman is a category that matters when it comes to abortion, but it doesn't matter when it comes to how you identify. But you can't, these are not conversations anymore. It's a pure power play. It's, it's just purely power. And so when Joe Biden says things like, we see you for who you are, what he really means is we will validate whatever you believe you are so long as you vote for us. And if that means complete anarchy in the public space, because we can't even define words anymore, that's okay so long as you give Joe Biden power. That is a power play, right? It's a postmodernist construction of the language and of biology and of reality that is designed to give the experts power 
so that those experts can then give you what you want, which is the validation that you so desperately seek. And you can cast all of the people who you disagree with as complete bigots for insisting on things like biological reality or actual argumentation about the nature of human choice and benefits to society versus individual pleasure. Right? Joe Biden doesn't want to have those conversations. It really is very simple. It's I'll give you what you want. You give me what I want. I want power. You want validation. Boom, deal done. Okay, so the way this manifests is as complete absurdity. This absurdity has become now incredibly clear in the case of transgenderism, because transgenderism does run up directly against the evidence of your own eyes. So Good Morning America decided to finally sit down with Leah Thomas. And Leah Thomas has become sort of the poster child for the trans debate because Leah Thomas is very obviously a biological man. Leah Thomas is an enormous dude. Leah, Leah Thomas is, is not a woman in any real sense. Leah Thomas, there's no evidence that Leah Thomas is a woman. Leah Thomas is a man who has had some hormone treatments and believes that he is a woman based on nothing because that is literally an incoherent argument. I cannot believe I am something that I am not when I've never had the experience of being that other thing. If I say that I am a cat, there's no way for that to be true. I've never experienced what it's even like to be a cat. How could I say that I am a cat? First of all, objectively, I'm not a cat. Second of all, if I've never had the experience of being a cat, I can't say that I feel like a cat on the inside because, again, if you've never had the experience, that's like saying, I feel like I'm on the moon. You, you don't, though, because you don't even know what the comparison basis is. In order for you to make the comparison basis, you have to have had some experience with the other thing, but you, have, you don't because you can't be that thing. It is logically self-defeating and incoherent. So Leah Thomas is, of course, interviewed by Good Morning America as a complete hero. And um, Leah Thomas explains how the reason that he is now racing against women and beating the hell out of them is for his own subjective sense of self-determination and, and self-realization, which is at the root of all of this, right, as we've been discussing. Subjective sense of self-determination and authenticity is significantly more important than any reality. It's more important than mistreating other people. It's more important than defeating a bunch of biological women who have innate biological limitations Leah Thomas will never have because Leah Thomas went through puberty. And so uh, here's what you get. The self-obsessed delusions of, of this is... I mean, this is self-obsessed and uh, self-obsessed and um, and delusional to believe that because you believe you are a woman, therefore you should be able to compete against women and defeat them. I knew there would be scrutiny against me if I uh, competed as a woman. Um, I was prepared for that. Trans people don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic and our true selves. The women who signed the letter anonymously said that they absolutely supported your right to transition, but they simply think it's unfair for you to compete against cisgender women. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans women and trans people, but only, only to a certain point, where if you support trans women as women and they've met all the all the NCA requirements and then I don't know if you can really say something like that trans women are not a threat to women's sports oh uh, um okay so first of all here I am I am a beautiful feminine woman and my suggestion is that as a woman in my authentic self I'm, I'm now more authentic than I was when I was living in consonance with the biological reality that gave me a voice deeper than the basso profundo of many opera bases. It is, it is very, as a, as a beautiful feminine woman living her truth, 
I say that it is incumbent on actual biological women to now accept that I'm going to defeat them in the pool. Ironically, Leah Thomas then suggested, and Leah Thomas's voice is significantly deeper than my own, by the way. It is, it, Leah Thomas then suggested that he should be able to race against the women because biological transition had made him slower, right? The estrogen treatments had made him slower and weaker. So here's the thing, dude. The thing is that when you suggest that estrogen treatments have made you slower and weaker, what do you think an entire puberty of estrogen does? Which is what women have. What do you think that like being a woman does to your body that is different than maybe going through puberty as a male? Perhaps these are different things. Why it's almost as though you, you're like right on the cusp of noticing that there is a biological difference between men and women that should prohibit you from number one, being a woman because you cannot be. And number two, from racing against the women. Yeah, but we're all supposed to just chat. We're supposed to not only look at this and, and not laugh at it or, or pretend that it's not absurd because it is absurd. We are supposed to cheer for it. This is true heroism. It's not solipsistic, narcissistic navel gazing in which my authentic self must be acted out on the world stage and all the world must validate me, including me defeating people who are of a different biological category, women, through sheer dint of my masculinity. Now, it's not about that. You need to cheer for me for my self-actualization. And that means that the entire world must mirror my perspective on life. And this carries through. This sort of illogic and insanity carries through to every aspect of how the left now treats sex and gender and sexual orientation. The, the idea being that you're, you're, the only thing that matters is that inner sense of authenticity. And not only that, we have to teach it to your kids. It's very important that we teach your kids that the only thing that matters is an inner sense of authenticity as opposed to societal roles and duties. Because those societal roles and duties, once imposed, will now create unhappiness for kids. Truly what we need is instead to free your kids of all those constraints by force if necessary without your permission in school. If we do that, we, we will have liberated them. Sure, they will be free-floating, atomistic agents with higher rates of mental illness and, and feelings of depression and suicidality by every available metric. Sure, if you free kids of roles and responsibilities in any context, this is what happens. Forget about sex. You do this in any context, and this is what happens because kids need structure. Kids need institutions. Kids need rules. Kids need roles. But according to the left, they don't need any of those things. You set them free in a, in a field somewhere, and then you tell them to play with themselves, and then they come back and suddenly, magically, they're, they're, they're happy people. This is, this is the way that happiness is achieved. And going all the way back to Emile's, Rousseau's Emile. But, of course, this makes no sense. One of the goals of the left, obviously, is to destroy the mind of your child when it comes to these sorts of issues because they believe that your kid is only free if they explore their authenticity. Any imposition of rules or rules or structures, which is exactly what kids need, that stuff must be blown up completely. It's incredibly stupid. You know what else is incredibly stupid? Spending full price for gas. Yeah, you saw that transition there. You like that, didn't you? Here's the thing. Right now, you are paying enormous sums of money every time you go to the gas pump. Thanks, Joe. Well, there is an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Do not pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Upside. Download the app for free. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your very first tank of gas. Plus, you can earn cash back at grocery stores, restaurants, and with takeout too. You can cash out anytime to your bank account or you can get an e-gift card for select retailers and brands. It's a great deal. So what exactly are you waiting for? Just download the free Upside app. 
Use promo code Shapiro. Get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your very first tank of gas. And the gas prices right now are totally out of control thanks to Joe Biden, thanks to his administration, and yes, in part, thanks to what's going on in Ukraine. But the reality is you can bring that price down for yourself by using promo code Shapiro when you get that free upside app. Get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your very first tank of gas. There are all these stories that are happening right now, and they're just absurd on their face. They're just ridiculous. But we are supposed to pretend that all of this is, is sort of normal. So, for example, the BBC has now altered a story in which a woman claims that she was raped. So she says that she was raped, this woman. And she was raped by a man because typically when women are raped, they're not raped by other women. One of the instruments of rape is male genitalia, traditionally speaking. So the BBC, apparently a rape victim was quoted in this story from the BBC about a man who had raped her. The BBC then took the woman's quote and changed it, changed the woman's quote in order to reflect the fact that the attacker identifies as a woman. So now if a man rapes a woman and claims he is a woman and the woman who is raped says, he raped me, she, this woman is now going to say, no, 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 she raped, it's a Ricky Gervais joke. He literally told this joke on Netflix like five minutes ago. And the BBC is doing it in real life. According to the Daily Mail, the article in question reported on claims from some lesbians that they have faced accusations of transphobia and threats of violence if they admit they are not attracted to trans women. It carried the testimony of one rape victim but the pronouns she used in recounting the ordeal were subsequently altered for publication on the BBC website. The passage of quotes on the site reads, quote, they, in parentheses, because they replaced the pronouns, threatened to out me as a turf and risk my job if I refused to sleep with them. Okay, now the original quote was, he threatened me to out me as a turf and risk my job if I refused to sleep with him. I was too young to argue and had been brainwashed by queer theory. So they were a woman. And it originally said he was a woman. They changed it, right? They were a woman, even if every fiber of my being was screaming throughout, so I agreed to go home with them. They used physical force when I changed my mind upon seeing their penis and raped me. Or alternatively, that quote, so the quote makes no sense with they. Number one, because this is a singular human being. So unless this person has multiple personality disorder, there's no evidence that they are a they. Beyond that, this defeats the purpose of telling the story when you change the pronouns. That sentence reads very differently they than he. Here is the way that it's written by the BBC. They used physical force when I changed my mind upon seeing their penis and rape me. Here is the way it was originally stated. He used physical force when I changed my mind upon seeing his penis and raped me. This is insane. So the, B the BBC literally changed the coverage of the story and quotes from people in order to not offend alleged rapists. That is where we are as a society and all of this is making society wildly better. By the way, none of this has to do with tolerance for trans people in public spaces, or none of it has to do with the idea that you should be vicious or mean or cruel to trans people by, by physically abusing them. None of this has anything to do with that. This has to do with basic standards of truth, basic standards of societal mores, to pretend that this doesn't have severe consequences for society when you completely discard objective truth, verifiable metrics of reality in favor of complete delusion. And you do this in explicit attempts to override the most fundamental institutions in society, the differences between men and women upon which all of civilization, forget civilization, all of mammalian biology is predicated. And you do this all in the name of authenticity. That is a suicidal society. It's a suicide cult of a society. When you decide that identity is to be not constructed 
in accordance with rules and roles that actually provide the possibility of human happiness. But instead, we're supposed to get rid of all rules and all roles and all definition and all biology in favor of a free-floating you who is somehow going to pick from the myriad opportunities before you. And then we all just cheer. That is not a recipe for happiness. It is not a recipe for having a society. It is a recipe for atomistic individualism that, that regresses into complete chaos. That is what that is a recipe for. And so, you know, all of this is to say you should go. <laughs> it's a very long pitch, but it's a real pitch for a movie that our friend Matt Walsh is now bringing to the documentary. It is vital. It is a vital watch on this first day of LGBTQ plus IA minus divided by sign. Carrot star thingy ampersand. It, it, it's, a, it's a vital watch. The, the movie is What is a Woman? And premieres 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Hey, Matt Walsh. Has, it's, it's a great documentary. He went around and he, sim- he asked a very simple question to pretty much every public intellectual on the left he could find, ranging from Harvard professors to women at the Women's March. Define the word woman because we cannot have a society together if you can't do something as simple as define the word woman. So that movie is his journey to try to discover that answer. And he talks to people who have gone through transition and will talk honestly about what that process looks like. He talks to, again, all these public intellectuals and asks them for very specific answers. He, he goes abroad in search of answers to this question. It's, a, it's one of the better documentaries I've ever seen. We are proud to have produced it here at Daily Wire. You should go check it out tonight. It's important. You have to be a Daily Wire member to see the film. So you should go check it out because these are expensive to produce, frankly. And we need you to help us make films that rebut the stupidity, idiocy, and societally destructive ideas that lie behind a lot of the trans ideology movement. The movie is, again, available at whatisawoman.com. You can get 25% off. Again, we can't make the content without you, so we really need your help. If you support a truth-based agenda, if you support objective reality and biology, then I would recommend you check out whatisawoman.com right now. Become a Daily Wire member, and tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, you should tune in to see the world premiere and watch backstage with us. We'll be introducing it and all of the rest. All righty, so meanwhile, Joe Biden is in serious, serious political trouble. He's in serious political trouble because he is completely adrift from reality, not just when it comes to issues like identity, not just when it comes to issues like biological reality. Remember, Miguel Cardona, his education secretary, says there are situations in which kids should be societally transitioned, socially transitioned at school without telling parents. So maybe that has something to do with the fact that Americans are looking cross-eyed at this administration and saying, what the hell are you talking about? What in the world are you doing? But Joe Biden is absolutely puzzled as to why people think he's a bad president. There's an article from NBC News yesterday titled Inside a Biden White House Adrift. And the entire article is just a woe is me, Joe Biden whining about his life routine. It is, it is him basically saying, I can't believe that people are so mean to me. It's so terrible. He says that, that you know, so many crises have, have attended his presidency, many of them of his own making, but we can't talk about it. He says, why aren't people recognizing my accomplishments? Name a accomplishment, a accomplishment. And don't give me bipartisan infrastructure, which again, is the simplest thing to do. You slap down a trillion dollars of spending. You say, I'm doing roads and bridges. And everybody goes, oh, great, roads and bridges. That does not count as a bipartisan accomplishment, considering that literally any president at any time could have done that, including Trump, if he had done it in his early days. And then Joe Biden is like, now he's whining about the fact that there aren't enough people on TV defending him. And, and why, is, why is everybody so mean to me? Quote, beyond policy, Biden is unhappy about a pattern that has developed inside the West Wing. He makes a clear and succinct statement only to have aides rush to explain that he actually meant something else. The so-called cleanup campaign, he has told advisors, undermines him and smothers the authenticity that fuels his rise. Worse, it feeds a Republican talking point that he's not fully in command. 
That's not a Republican talking point. He's not fully in command. His team has to, the night nurse team has to come in and clean him up every so often because he's not fully in command. And it happens literally every day. So for example, Joe Biden gave a speech yesterday in which he declared that in 1965, he'd be admitted to the Naval Academy. There is no evidence that this is true. Okay, that evidence just does not exist. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, the new White House press secretary, she was asked about this. And she's like, yeah, I didn't watch the speech. I have no clue. Which, I mean, she probably doesn't have a clue because again, there's no evidence this is true. He said on Friday uh, during his address at the Naval Academy, the president was born in 1942, graduated from the University of Delaware in 1965. In his address, he said he was appointed to the Naval Academy in 1965. Was he? Was it in 1965? So I, oh, I did not hear that part of the speech, uh, so right. I would have to... Okay, I did. I I missed. A lot of writing about it. I no, I hear you. I hear you. I have not. I, I need to read it myself and just go back and, and see what you're talking about exactly. I, I can't speak to it right now. Uh, man, oh man, man. Okay, again, every, everything that Joe Biden says about his past is somehow embellished. Okay, but the, the real problem is not that Joe Biden is a is a fool who embellishes his record on a routine basis. Right? He tells stories about himself. I was a long haul trucker. I, I was walking along the street in Delaware in 1948 with my dad. My dad saw two gay dudes making out on a corner in Wilmington, Delaware. And he was like, Joey, that's just love in 1948. Right? He just makes up this crap like off the top of his head. And then he sticks with it for years and years and years. Yeah, but that's not really like we all accept that. And we all knew that going into this presidency. And th that's just who he is. We, we get it. The real problem is that he's crappy at being president. And so is his entire administration because everything that they believe is predicated on falsehood. We're supposed to believe that these experts are in charge and they can't handle. I'm trying to do this without using obscene words. He is so wildly incompetent, so incompetent. He could not spell cat if you spotted him the C and the T. I mean, this guy, I mean, he, it's just, is there anything that he can do right? I, I'm not aware of anything that he can do right. It's, it's incredible how incompetent they are. And it's the entire administration. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, she admits, oh yeah, yeah, by the way, we got inflation wrong. This was literally your one job. You had one job. It was your entire job. Get this right. You got it wrong. Shocker. Was it a mistake, Madam Secretary, to downplay this inflation risk? Did that contribute to the problems we're all seeing right now? Well, um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. Oh, were you? You're, you're wrong then. Mm, interesting. So now... Joe Biden is in a, a bit of a, of a pickle here. So he, he did a meeting yesterday with Jerome Powell. Both Biden and Jerome Powell were wrong about inflation. Now he basically wants the Fed to get inflation under control without sinking the economy. That is a nearly impossible task. So why is he meeting with Jerome Powell at all? The answer is he's trying to exert control where he has no control. And he's trying to exert control by saying he has no control. Right. So this is Joe Biden's usual routine is I'm in control. You should trust me with power. And then, and also, I can't do anything. I'm sorry, I, I, I can't. It's not, it's not possible. I just want, I, I have the power. Give me more power, but I can't, I can't do anything. So that's what he said yesterday while meeting with Jerome Powell. He says, yeah, I, I, the Fed, I, I'm going to handle inflation, but got to respect the Fed's independence, man. Very important. My plan is to address inflation. It starts with a simple proposition. Respect the Fed. Respect the Fed's independence, which I have done and will continue to do. My job as president is not to uh, nominate highly, not only nominate highly, highly qualified individuals for that institution, but to give them the space they need to do their job. I'm not going to interfere with their critically important work. The 
The Fed has two responsibilities. One, full employment. Two, stable prices. He's clearly reading, by the way. He's reading off a, off a, of a cue card in front of him. He's reading off a piece of paper in front of him telling him that he has to say this sort of stuff. Okay, well, maybe the reason, Mr. President, that people don't trust you is because you simultaneously claim you can fix everything and then you claim you can't do anything and that you are the victim of, exo- of exogenous circumstances. Maybe that's the problem. As we'll see, that is the take of his entire economic team. It's not our fault. Nothing we can, I'm not going to give you any predictions. I'm not going to get this under control. Also, why are you so angry at me? So Joe Biden is a wild incompetent. But if you don't want wild incompetence at your company, you need Zip Recruiter. You need the best kind of employees. Employees like Jessica. Jessica is so good that when she got sick and she was out for a few days, nothing ran well. For example, my clip sheet where I normally have like the names of the people who are going to be speaking in these particular clips, it just didn't have the names on them. And so I was scrambling because Jessica was missing. And then she came back and I got all the gossip updates also because she's really big on that. You need employees like Jessica and that's why you need Zip Recruiter to find great candidates. They do the work for you. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. Zip Recruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within day one. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1, 2022. So soak up all the summer has to offer and let ZipRecruiter do the work. Ready for this URL? Here it comes, here it comes. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. That's where you can try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter is indeed the smartest way to hire. As you may have noticed a few minutes ago, I pitched What is a Woman? I'm just telling you again, you need to go watch What is a Woman? It is a magnificent documentary. Like, I'm extremely proud that Daily Wire made it. It's like the height of Matt Walsh humor. It's so good. Matt Walsh's new documentary, What is a Woman? Sees the light of day today. Finally, he's going to get an answer to the question that apparently the entire left and the media, but I repeat myself, cannot answer. What is a woman? Just in time for the first day of the all-important Pride Month, the most important month in the American calendar. Daily Wire members can see What is a Woman on our backstage episode tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're not a Daily Wire member yet, head on over to whatisawoman.com. Subscribe today because you're not going to want to miss this night. I will be there. So will Michael Knowles, Andrew Clavin, and the man himself, Matt Walsh, plus God King Jeremy Boring. It's going to be a huge night. I guarantee you've never seen a backstage like this. And the movie, like I can't, honestly, I've seen it. You haven't seen it. I'm just telling you, it is amazing. It's a great documentary, like a top 10 all-time documentary. Matt spent a lot of time exploring this crucial issue, and he did it not by asking a lot of questions, but by asking one question, like a lot, a hero's quest, if you will. Check out the trailer. What is a woman? Can you tell me that? (laughs) Well, you're at the Women's March. You must have some idea. I'm a husband. I'm a father of four. I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. And so they go on the internet and they're told that all their problems will be solved if they become a man. There are masculine girls. There are feminine boys. What are we gonna do about that? Carve them up? I I care about the truth. I care about children. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. Based on what I'm saying, would you ever want to move to America? (laughs) They say no, never. It's so good. I mean, like I've been honestly, I've been telling friends and family, if you haven't watched 
anything that we've made in the past five years, you should watch this. It's unreal. What is a Woman premieres tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. To see it yourself, you need to be a subscriber. Whatisawoman.com. Subscribe. Get 25% off your new membership right now. Again, we can't do this without your help because all the truth that we are bringing to you is very expensive to bring to you. So I'm just going to openly appeal. If you want to see content like this, it's the reason it's behind the paywall. You need to become a member today. Go to whatisawoman.com, subscribe. And again, you get 25% off your new membership right now. And believe me, you're going to want the membership right now because we have so much good stuff coming down the pike this month. You're not going to believe it. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So Joe Biden is absolutely bewildered as to why his approval rating, according to the latest civics polls, at 34%. Well, the reason is because he is simultaneously controlling and incompetent. That is a bad combo. And he's trotted out now his entire economic team to make that point. So for example, Joe Biden's top economic advisor, Jared Bernstein, he was asked yesterday, so do you have any like numbers or dates as to when inflation comes down? He's asked this on CNN. And his answer, of course, is no, not even close. Now, what I'm not going to do right now is to give you a number and a date and say, by this date, inflation will be this percent. There's just too many uncertainties out there. Our goal is not to forecast some kind of a, an inflation rate that we may or may not hit. Our goal is to do everything we can to ease price pressures at the pump uh, at fam- uh, when it comes to family budgets uh, and to bring down the deficit to also take pressure off prices. So we, we have no idea what we're doing. We're not going to give you any dates. We're not going to give you any times. And we're not going to fix inflation. But we're telling you it's really, really important to us. Brian Deese, who's another one of Joe Biden's top economic advisors, he says that, you know, fighting inflation is our very top priority, like our top, top priority, you know, other than like LGBTQ plus IA Pride Month and also maybe equity. Other priorities may include relieving student loan debt or maybe shipping $40 billion to like we have some other priorities that probably are higher, but also inflation is our top priority, but not enough of a priority for us to actually spell out a strategy that makes any sense or explain to you that strategy. When you read this op-ed, it is a pretty ambitious array of policies here. We do have a graphic of all of the things that are laid out in this. And many of them do require help from Congress, as the president says. Um, This obviously isn't the political season for compromise on an economic growth bill. So what can he really achieve? Well, you're right. It's ambitious. And it reflects the fact that the president has made fighting inflation his top economic priority. We can do that from a position of economic strength because of the historic recovery that we have seen. Strongest job market rebound in modern history. Most small businesses created ever during a recovery. And household balance sheets have improved. Savings is up and debt is down. Things are great, guys. I don't even know why you're mad. Things are amazing. You want to know why you're unpopular? Because you keep telling Americans things are amazing when they are looking at their own checks and they are saying, wait a second, this is not worth what it was last year. So keep, keep, keep tweeting your way through it. Keep talking your way through it. D says, oh, well, we're in transition, guys. If you're mad, it's just because we're in transition. Hmm. Where does the White House see inflation? Do you, do you see it moderating? Is it going higher? Or do you see a slowdown? Well, I think where we are right now is in a transition, transitioning from what has been a historically strong economic recovery to what can be more stable and resilient growth. Uh, But at the front and center of that is tackling inflation and bringing down prices and bringing them down as fast as we prudently can. And that's what the president's plan they outlined today in the meeting that he'll have with Chair Powell is all about. First, we need to give the Fed the independence to operate and use it, the tools that it has to address inflation. Second, we need to bring down everyday costs for families during this transition period. And third, we need to bring down the federal deficit. We've made some real progress on that front. Yeah, this is super funny. When he's actually talking policy here, so one, 
Here are, here's our three-point plan. Our three-point plan is one. The Federal Reserve should remain independent. It, by law, is independent. So, yeah, there's that. Two, we need to bring down costs for everyday Americans by doing... Mm, I don't, don't, don't know, don't know. But, but we'll bring down costs for everyday Americans. That is really, really important. And three, we are going to bring down the deficit by spending less than we did last year, but also spending a sh like more money than God has ever seen. So like that's bringing down the deficit. I right? bring down the deficit amounts to, I blew out my budget by $10,000 last month, more than I had in my bank account. This month, I'm only gonna blow out my budget by like $8,000. That is bringing down the deficit. I haven't just increased my total debt load to 18,000 from 10,000. I've actually brought down the deficit. That is amazing stuff. We are so good at this, guys. We're so good. And it's the entire phalanx of White House economic advisors who are doing this routine. Biden's economic advisor, Gene Sperling, he went on Fox and he got angry at an anchor for asking basic questions about inflation. Let us Even get in for a second. We've period, let you go on for quite some time. If he has the, been obsessed with making, bringing gas prices down, why are we at a brand new record high today? Why are we seeing $4.62 a gallon at the pump if this president's been obsessed with tackling gas prices and inflation? You, you know the answer to that. You know that this is global. You read the papers today. You know that the euro just said that inflation was 8.1%. People just want to know what the plan is. I mean, gas prices all-time high, inflation at a 40-year high. You know what? The president just, in his piece makes the case what? that the economy is driving. Here's the deal. I just go through the plan, and you just pretend that I didn't say it. You just ignore but, it. You don't have a plan to discuss on the Republican side. You have no plan. Democrats I'm here are in leadership. Out a plan that the president <laughs> the just House, laid the Senate, out. The White the House. The president just laid out. And you want the plan the to come from Republicans? The how, da how dare you not accept that our non-plan is is not a plan? How dare you? How dare you pretend that we actually? How, why aren't you pretending along? Pretend along, guys. And again, this is across the entire White House. Why could? Why is Joe Biden unpopular? I don't know. I just don't know. He tried it out also. Cecilia Rouse, another Biden economic advisor, who promptly blamed Russia for inflation and for the economic problems under Joe Biden, which is weird because the invasion of Ukraine did not happen until late February. And we've been having massive inflation for well over a year at this point. But here is um, Cecilia Rouse. Let's be very clear that the, 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 the increase in gas prices is largely, especially of late, due to Putin's war on Ukraine. And it is really important that Russia stop this war. And that is what the EU is trying to do by, low, by putting more pressure on Russia, by uh, cutting off uh, part of his, uh, the, the reserves and the, the resources that he's using to fund the war because they understand just how important this this war is for preserving democracy and for protecting the EU going, going forward. Okay, so it, it's all Russia. It's all Russia. Cecilia Rouse also says, she has, a, she has an interesting theory as to why home prices are up. Her answer is because lots of people are working from home. Oh, so it's not the massive inflationary bubble that you guys created that led people to take their money and put it in real estate. It's not that. It's, it's probably that people are working from home. Mm, nailed it. We understand that housing prices have increased a lot. The pandemic certainly exacerbated that. There's new research that suggests that a lot of it is because people are, are working from home. And so they want to have more space in order to do so. So as we start to get our economy back together, as people, you know, uh, housing arrangements start to normalize, that will take some of the pressure off. And that doesn't just involve increasing interest rates. I will note that, you know, the, the most recent read has actually the 30-year mortgage rate coming down a bit. So we have many miles to go in this process, but 
but the president is focused on increasing housing supply and doing what he can because he recognizes the importance of housing for Americans. Nobody, nobody believes any of this. So what are their actual solutions? Their actual solutions are to inflation and economic stagnation. The actual solutions posed by this, this, this administration are, what if we get rid of student loans? So you're in the middle of an inflationary cycle, which is too many dollars following too little product. And your answer is, what if we effectively give you a $10,000 subsidy if you took student loans? That's what you're talking about. Brian D said that yesterday. Again, this is just idiocy. And everybody can see the idiocy. I, what? But make sure that you're focused in on equity and the pride flag at the Vatican, guys. It's, it, you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, the president hasn't made any decision on that policy, and so I won't get ahead of any decision or any any particular program or plan uh, uh, that has been uh, speculated about. Broadly speaking, uh, if you look at uh, those who uh, who hold student debt, um, the, principally people who went to public colleges, principally people who, when they were uh, uh, going to college, had uh, two-thirds of which uh, their family income was less than uh, $50,000 per year. Uh, and uh, and many of whom are uh, struggling uh, economically. The, the, the economic impact of any proposal would be o- across the course of years or a couple of decades. Uh, and so the impact on uh, inflation in the near term is likely to be um, uh, is likely to be quite small. That is um, just wonderful, wonderful stuff there. Like they're, they're going to fix inflation by blowing 10 grand into your pocket. Also. They're going to distract you, right? We have to distract you. So we're going to talk about everything except for the economy, including anti-Asian hate. So the Biden administration, when they're truly desperate, they bring in the influencers. So the Biden White House welcomed a Korean pop group called BTS. Now, I'm only aware that BTS exists because I'm on Twitter. And the BTS stands are like all over Twitter. They have an enormous fan base. I've never heard of this group, really, except for that. I've never listened to any of their music. I don't know if they're good. I don't know anything about them. All I know is that Joe Biden also doesn't know anything about them. Okay, the, the chances that Joe Biden is like a big BTS fan is ridiculous. Also, if you're talking about anti-Asian hate in the United States, typically what you would do is bring in an Asian group from the United States, right? Instead, he's bringing in a Korean pop group. My understanding is that they are from South Korea and that that is where they live and perform. I'm not aware that BTS is actually an American group in any way, but Basically, all this is is an excuse to, hey, look at this really popular group. Let's bring these people in. Let's put them behind a podium at the White House. Let's have them talk about anti-Asian hate. Well, here are a few things they weren't talking about at the anti-Asian hate conference at the White House, which was, again, just an excuse for Joe Biden to be with the influencers, which is him cribbing off of Barack Obama's play sheet. Right? This is something that, that Barack Obama used to do routinely. It was like, well, I'm a little bit of political trouble. What if, I, what if we just have like a bunch of Hollywood stars to the White House and take some selfies with them? So Joe Biden is trying to do that now but trying to pretend that this is a real policy discussion that's happening with the K-pop supergroup BTS. A few things that were not discussed. One, this administration's overt policy, which is that Asians should not be admitted to higher education with the same scores as black students or scores that significantly exceed those of black students at at universities like Harvard. That is the explicit policy of this administration. Anti-Asian discrimination is the explicit educational policy of this administration. That was something that was not discussed by K-pop supergroup BTS, because after all, why would they? Other things not discussed by K-pop supergroup BTS. Anti-Asian hate in the United States is disproportionately black on Asian. It is not white people who are hating on Asian people. It is disproportionately black on Asian, particularly in America's major cities like New York. That was not discussed at all. The reason it wasn't discussed is because it violates the intersectional philosophy of this administration. Instead, it's America broad writ has an anti-Asian hate problem, et cetera, et cetera. Which is kind of wild. So, What was this really about? Was it really about Joe Biden combating anti-Asian hate? 
Of course not. It's about Joe Biden bringing in a very popular group and then trying to sort of sort of draft off of their off of their popularity. It ain't going to work. It's really silly. That's not a rip on BTS. I'm sure that BTS is is more than happy to fight anti-Asian hate. I would imagine that that given the opportunity to go to the White House and talk about this, why wouldn't they do it? It's a rip on Biden, who's obviously a, a geriatric dotard who has no clue who these people are, but he's been told by his advisors that we better get these influences over here because maybe, maybe they'll get a lot of young people very excited about politics if we get BTS to discuss anti-Asian hate. Here's what it looked like at the White House yesterday. Hi, we're BTS, and it is a great honor to be invited to the White House today to discuss the important issues of anti-Asian hate crimes, Asian inclusion, and diversity. We thank President Biden and the White House for giving this important opportunity to speak about the important causes, remind ourselves of what we can do as artists. Jimmy said we were devastated by the recent surge of hate crimes, including Asian-American hate crimes. To put a stop on this and support the cause, we'd like to take this opportunity to voice ourselves once again. Shiga said it's not wrong to be different. I think equality begins when we open up and embrace all of our differences. B said everyone has their own history. We hope today is one step forward to respecting and understanding each and everyone as a valuable person. So you can't see anybody there speaking because there's somebody reading one of their statements off, off to the side. Again, the reason that Joe Biden does this is because he's got nothing. He's got nothing left in the tank politically. Let's bring out all of the most popular people I can find. I'm sure that in the near future, it will be Lady Gaga at the White House and all of his Hollywood celebrity friends. This is the last gasp of a dying administration is when you start bringing in celebrities that you've never heard of because your 25-year-old social media manager was like, you know, we really need the, the gloss of that glamour on you. So economy is in trouble. Joe Biden's got nothing. He's distracted with other issues. He's mad that people on cable news are bashing him and he's bringing BTS to save him. Good luck to Joe Biden as that pattern continues. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, you need to go check out our newest podcast, Morning Wire. On today's episode, they report on Top Gun Maverick breaking box office records. The movie's really good, by the way. That episode is available right now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Bradford Carrington, executive producer Jeremy Boring, supervising producer Mathis Glover, production manager Pavel Wydowski, associate producer Savannah Dominguez-Morris, editor Adam Saievitz, audio mixer Mike Coromina, hair and makeup artist and wardrobe Fabiola Cristina, production coordinator Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. John Bickley here, Daily Wire Editor-in-Chief. Wake up every morning with our show, Morning Wire, where we bring you all the news that you need to know in 15 minutes or less. Join me and my co-host, Georgia Howe, for daily coverage of all the biggest stories on Morning Wire. Morning Wire. 